Hello and welcome to Canvas, an FBI radio podcast unframing art and ideas. This podcast was recorded on Turrbal, Yagra and Darug land. FBI radio recognises the traditional custodians of the land and their continuous connection to country. We pay our respects to elders past and present. My name is Aisha and I'm the host of Canvas. On today's episode, we're joined by artist Gillian K. Ruse. Gillian is an emerging artist from Western Sydney whose practice reflects her personal experience and ongoing engagement with local communities. Her work is collaborative. She invites members of the community to contribute authentic impressions in a bottom-up rather than top-down conception of history and place. In today's episode, we talk about Gillian's work in Over the Fence, an exhibition with Granville Centre Art Gallery and Parramatta Artist Studios that celebrates what a neighbourhood can mean, what makes it special, why do we live where we do, and then how do we connect? We chat about her practice and how Western Sydney moves with her and her work. My name is Gillian K. Roos and I'm an interdisciplinary artist. I work across a range of mediums, but I specifically work with photography and video work the most. In terms of starting with my practice, I always like to start off with where the practice began and where I feel like I started to kind of get into art making and what's connected to my practice now. And that was really just taking photos of my friends and being that like one person in high school where we'd all go out and I'd have my camera with me and just be like constantly taking photos. And then when that kind of evolved into making work in, in art school, I was still wanting to do that. And I kind of realised, I guess a big part of going to art school was also like leaving the area in Western Sydney, which is where I grew up and went to school for the first time and realised, you know, the rest of the world out there and that the rest of the world had a very like insular and sometimes specific perspective of Western Sydney and what people from Western Sydney were like. And I was like, God damn, there needs to be like actual representation of young people and young women and young women of colour from Western Sydney. And that's what sparked me then wanting to capture people's stories letting them author their own stories and continue to capture my friends and and young people and an exhibition called over the fence that looks at neighborhood and community can you tell us a little bit about that over the fence is a group exhibition that invites a group of artists a lot of us have come through Parramatta Artist Studios which is a studio program based in Parramatta and Also, we've been working with young people from the area through a bunch of workshops, but it's asking us to create work that's responsive to like the area, specifically the Cumberland region, Parramatta region, and looking at the idea of neighbourhood and community, hence the idea of over the fence, which really resonated with me. Like that was very much my suburban Westie childhood of just riding around on bikes with my neighbours, screaming over the fence, being like, could you come over? Can we play? like hanging out which was such a blissful childhood memory but the work that I created I literally built my dad's childhood home which was in Marylands and I rebuilt it in the gallery I got a heels hoist in there my friends Cal and Ernest who are incredible installers helped me build a lawn that grows it's grass we're watering it we have UV lights to help it grow when the gallery's off And you can chill out there. I've got some plastic chairs and 
the work that's accompanying it is an archive of my dad's family from the area in the late 50s, early 60s when they're kids, which just happened to be discovered in the last six months where these incredible slides, these photographs that were like, they're stunning. They're stunning photographs. They feel like they could be taken today. And they're just these like joyful kids playing in the backyard. My, my family that migrated from Lebanon, like them with the vine leaves in the backyard and they're all like dressed up for church. And so I, I interviewed my aunt and my dad, got them to talk about life in the area like 70 years ago. It was this yeah beautiful process of talking to them about what life was like in the same area that I grew up in 70 years ago and what that meant for them and how the area has changed. It's just been a really beautiful process and exhibition to then be sharing back with the community. When you were talking to your family, how did they say the area has changed? I mean, the one thing that is so great about Western Sydney is the diversity, like the idea that we're this like melting pot of so many ethnicities, cuisines and incredible people with incredible stories. That was the starting point where a lot of our family had just started migrating and you know it was interesting hearing the starting point of the foundations of families migrating to the area at that point when you're moving and when you're migrating and you're moving to a completely new place you are you are relying on community to like help you settle and like you know you find your people and that that was something beautiful to hear them talk about but aside from that it was also funny just hearing them talk about life back then they were talking about how you used to burn your garbage there was the incinerator, which instead of putting your garbage out and it getting collected, everyone just used to burn it. I was like, wow, no wonder that's illegal now. I want to ask you about another work that you've made in 2020 called Fresh Pear. And it's also, you know, looking at a Western Sydney experience and youth culture. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So Fresh Pear was really looking at like the sneaker as an object of cultural significance and both my experience of sneaker culture, but also other young people in the area. So I, I've been working as a producer for this program called The Barbershop Project, which is run through the Information and Cultural Exchange, which is now the Arts and Cultural Exchange. We go into high schools out west and help some of the students. The school system is just not right for them and they come into our program and, you know, we help them braid or we help them learn to barber. But one of the awesome things about getting to like be around these young people was the fact that they like hustled shoes and sneakers and like caps all the time. And they'd just be like, <laughs> do you have, do you have like the Vapormax? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how much do you want to for? Be like, oh, 250. It's like, no, bro. Have you seen that on like stock X? Like, no, <laughs> no way, no way. So that was a nice subsidiary experience of just how important sneaker culture is to young people still. And the idea that sneaker culture in America was definitely a grassroots movement. You've got bands like MWA, like wearing Adidas superstars, making it what it is today on stage for the first time. And I guess you could see that as the first influencer sneaker partnership without even knowing that that was what it was at the time. But there was just lots of links that I thought were important to kind of like, I don't know, celebrate and recognize. I also hated the idea that You've got designer sneakers and the idea that there's this streetwear luxury cycle where, you know, streetwear is grassroots founded. It's then upsold. There's designer streetwear. It's expensive. And then you have people from grassroots, lower socioeconomic areas trying to be sold streetwear for these ridiculous like amounts of money. And I was frustrated at that. I saw recently, I think it's Balenciaga have put out this new sneaker that looks like a dilapidated converse and they're like 1200 bucks. And it's like, what? 
Are you kidding? It's like um, trying to like buy this lived experience. Yeah, it is. Do you have a favorite pair of sneakers? So as classic as it is, Nike Air Force Ones fit my feet so well. They're so comfortable. But I do have a pair of Vapormax neon green sole Vapormax, which are my like special sneakers. You know, there was a point where I was like really into buying them, but like even when we did this exhibition, we we did an interview with someone who was a collector. And I think I even struggled to come to terms with spending like a crazy amount of money on a pair of sneakers and instead just really treasuring a pair, wearing them to death. That was something that I was like, I'm cool with that. I can go with that. And do you have anything else that you'd like to share about Over the Fence? Well, Over the Fence is still on for like another month or so. There's some incredible work. Callan J. Deer, who's another artist, has made some like real sick stone dogs, pit bulls that have his own ratty that was like cut off and stuck onto the dog, which is really cool. It's just a beautiful exhibition. I'm really like stoked to be a part of it. I'm, yeah, what can I say? Go, go see it. Go, go get a feed. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put all the details in the show notes. Thanks for listening to another episode of Canvas, Unframing Art and Ideas. And thank you to our guest, Gillian K. Ruse. If you want to check out Over the Fence, it's running at Granville Centre Art Gallery until the 31st of July. Head to the show notes to find out more info. Thank you for listening to another episode of Canvas, Unframing Art and Ideas. To find out more about the artist featured in this episode, scroll down to the show notes. This episode was brought to you by our fabulous team, executive producer Michelle Tsao, researcher Eleanor Zorowski, and me, your host, Aisha Ash. Our intro music was made by Jackie DeLacy. Canvas is an FBI radio podcast. If you like what you're listening to, hit subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with someone you love. Check out our Instagram at canvas underscore FBI 94.5 for more great art content and show updates. Kia paitera, have a good day. Thank you.